Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Chopper P. Quinnell, and I'm joined today, ladies and gents, not by Just Dave, but by Randy Andy Datsun. Again, Again. they brought me back for yeah. some unknown reason. It's yes. insane. You did I... so well last week while I was gone that did... we brought you back again this week. Did you week? hear Ollie on yesterday's podcast? He was very, very kind. He he sort of compared oh, on me the, to... Oh, uh, on the AEW one? Mm, no, the Friday podcast. Oh, the Friday one, yeah. yeah. He compared me to uh, his son and said he felt like <laughs> a father figure and said that there was points last week where he was... Not really thinking about SmackDown, but more about how much I've grown, which wow. was very kind. I, I had a small smile to myself on the bus home yesterday. So that a was small very, smile? A small smile. I don't, you can't just sit there smiling oh, you totally on can. a bus. You'll look like a psycho, but you could. Yeah, I suppose the bus is the place to do it. Cause there are a lot of strange <laughs> people on the bus. <laughs> That's I true. I was heading home on the bus uh, a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. this lady got on who was, should we say not slim, and cool. she was wearing a skirt which did not cover her rear mm-hmm. at all. Right. And there was a point where everyone in the bus, she was sort of standing at the bus driver and everyone in the bus kind of looked at it, did this kind of, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> everyone, I, there's this old couple sitting directly to my left and I uh, I was just giggling with them for about five minutes until I got <laughs> off the bus. But it was just... <laughs> It was one of those things that just draws your eye, no matter... You don't want to look at it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just sort of, whoa. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, let's get into nicer stuff. Uh, I'm going to read out an email here from Austin. So uh, uh, me and uh, uh, Dave were discussing that when Lacey Evans turned face, mm. it was she said something to Sasha and Bailey being like, oh, you couldn't be responsible for the chicken dance or whatever. And me and Dave were like, Chicken dance? What are you talking about? So we've got an email from Austin to clear it up. Oh, thank you, Austin. Said, hey, Pete and Dave, 
close enough. Mm. Uh, the Chicken Dance is just a goofy kids song that has a dance with it. It's a popular thing for little kids here in Kentucky. I think it's a southern thing in America. Makes sense since she's southern. Thanks for the entertainment, Austin. See, I know what the Chicken Dance is, but I didn't. I wouldn't have thought that that's what she was bringing up. Yeah. Uh, is that a Thanksgiving? Do they do the chicken uh, dance at Thanksgiving? I am a British. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I don't know what they do at Couldn't Thanksgiving other you. than say thank you and eat the same meal that they have at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Christmas 1. Christmas 2 is in uh, 11 days. Oh, mate, 11 days. Jesus, uh, I really need to do my shopping. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I need to get a Secret Santa present for yeah. the person that the I've person. got. I got mine. I've got. I've got. I've had mine for several weeks now. I uh, I had to do quite a lot of research mm. um, because See, it's funny. I'm pretty sure I know who you've got. Well, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious the fact that I had to do quite a lot of research, <laughs> given that I've met him once. <laughs> I wonder who it could yeah, be. It's Ollie. Actually, yeah, last yeah, Saturday yeah. was the first time I met Ollie. He's so <laughs> a really nice guy. Um, we've got another email here from Matthew Perry, not mm. that one. Um, <laughs> I hope not. Who <laughs> says, um, who says, hi, Pete. I, okay, this is, uh, this is more an email for Dave, but it says, uh, one of his, like, big gripes is that when Randy Orton makes his entrance, mm. on the Titantron, it just says, in my veins. Mm. And that's not a catchphrase of his. That's not part of his gimmick. It just says, in my veins. And we're like, What's in your veins, Venom? Randy? Like blood? It's not. You don't hear voices I in your veins. Them. They're in your head. Is there any lyrics? It's in that song? no, no, no okay. lyrics in that song. Talk about being in his veins, which is like so. It's like a big like pet peeve for David saying, "In my veins, why are you there?" Got an email from Matthew Perry saying, "Hi Pete, I've heard you guys mention how you don't understand." Uh, why Randy Orton has In My Veins on his Titantron. I'd like to offer some insight on the subject. Randy has had several merchandise pieces with the line Venom In My Veins marketed on. Obviously a play on the Viper aspect of his character. Granted, this merchandise dates back to 2015, so it appears that they may have just... They may... Uh, can't read. So it appears that they have just kept the end part of the line as a callback. Attached are some photos of the merchandise. And he's got some, some pictures where it says Venom... In my mm. veins. See, I was going to say this because I know that vipers are venomous. Totally. Uh, and, like, that's the thing. If the Titantron said venom in my veins, totally fine. Yeah, and if but it just if says been on, in my veins. On commentary, kind of going, oh, the viper strikes. Yeah. Or something like that. Or if, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you enjoy reptilian <laughs> creatures. <laughs> um,. <laughs> I mean, when do Titantrons ever make sense? And they are, as we've seen on SmackDown, they are making them worse every week with the they AR. Are. They're not great, are they? But we will not talk about SmackDown here. So that's dated. for later. Yeah, we'll talk about that on the actual main show. We'll do one more email, then we'll get into the main show. Uh, let's see. Oh, that one's not very good for the podcast. I'll save that one. By the way, it's uh, nice to see that you are smelling less pungent than you were yesterday during the uh, <laughs> the filming of your punishment video. I had to, at one point, as you'll see, I have well, to... Don't give away all I'm the gonna, secrets, I, I'm not Andy. Ruin it, but I have to catch Pete at one point. Yeah. And my hand dived immediately into the puddle that was his armpit. And I went to wash my hand immediately. <laughs> it was pretty uh, it foul. It was... I mean, yeah, it was... I was sweat. It's a hot studio with a lot of people. You're a in sweaty it, okay? man in general. I'm a sweaty man, so yeah. Not as sweaty as Ollie. 
I, yeah. think, I think you're probably second in the in the office sweat stakes. Uh, I'm trying to find a good email here, uh, but I don't know. See, this one I can't even read because it's literally got a bit that I literally can't read. Yeah, where it's got words over words, uh, which I I, I uh, guess I could read. Let's see. Okay, tell you what, I'll just read it out. Let's let's see what it's about. We'll we'll mm. go on this journey together. We'll figure it out. Uh, this one comes in from Luke Chador. Uh, hello to insert everybody because there's so many gosh darn on-screen presences even WrestleTalk GM Greedo <laughs> that's a throwback uh, as how Luke dubbed me WrestleTalk's resident fairy um, I've got an quaint artwork uh, quaint? yep quaint artwork commissioned by an internet buddy using my fursona heart yes named after Brett uh, in oh the this image. is the man who knew about the furry community yeah he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's WrestleTalk's resident fairy um, so he's saying in the image I assume it's, but like, this is where the words kind of just merge on my email for whatever reason. Uh, they, it's a real sketch in pencil, and I took the time to digitize it, so here it is. I've been a subscriber around February to March time in 2017. Uh, you know, when Austin Aries attacked Neville, yeah. But seriously, I love how open-minded and accepting you are of the furry community, though we are a bit weird at times. Thank you, lads, so much. I genuinely admire your acceptance. The Lucha Fur, Luke, Luke Chador. And he said, P.S. I'll be emailing in D&D Ring of... He says Gregorian, but it's Grammarian. Mm. I don't play, so don't hate me for bad spelling spells soon. Thank you. And attached is a nice little That's drawing lovely. that they've got of a little support WrestleTalk sign on no, it. And it's got our, fursona. It's, it's in our colors as well. Which is great, yeah. yeah the the red, white, and much. blue. No, absolutely. You have to be accepting of of these things. My, my friend has just started uh, as a PA for a, an online uh, model, should we say, who mm-hmm. uh, doesn't wear a lot of clothes a lot of the time. Cool. Um... And yeah, she sort of talks about her job a lot, and you just realise that everyone's different. Yeah, and you've got to accept it. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you want to do as long as you ain't hurting anyone. Yeah, what does it matter? Absolutely. Yeah. On that note, speaking of hurting people, speaking of hurting, that's a great segue, mate. Let's get back. into the main portion of the show where we're going to be talking about is Bray Wyatt versus The Miz the best feud he's had since coming back as the Fiend. Here's the show. Let's get into talking about Bray Wyatt and The Miz because mm. their match at TLC tomorrow is a non-title match. Non-title. For, and it's Bray Wyatt versus The Miz, not The Fiend. It's actually Bray Wyatt. First Bray Wyatt appearance as Bray Wyatt in a ring. In a ring. I know, crazy. Um, so the build to it on this show I thought was fantastic because there was uh, an interview with The Miz at his home. So last week on SmackDown there was obviously the uh, the terror that Bray Wyatt brought when he had the picture of Miz's family yeah. and he'd superimposed himself on it. In that red room that Miz that should red just room. never have entered. I know, yeah. Um, but then, this week Miz was at home, trying to protect his family a bit more, which was a nice touch. Renee Young went out to his house and did an interview. And I think the craziest thing about this interview was that there was actually three cameras. There were three cameras. And they, live, they live cut between three shots. I don't know. I don't know where they got that idea from. They've been watching. We'll let you in, WWE. They've been watching us. Um, Anyway, uh, it was a really nice interview because, one, Renee Young is really bloody good at interviewing, especially in this kind of style. And Miz 
is really, really good. He felt so genuine with yes. that. Along with sort of Daniel Bryan, he has turned into one of WWE's best just kind of actors. Mm. He may not be the best totally. wrestler. He will never be the best wrestler they've got. But he is one of the best actors by a long way. He can make me actually sort of believe what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I know the man he is facing is a fiend, is a <laughs> demon. Um, but he makes but us feel real, damn it. It makes me actually think, wow, his family is in danger. Mm-hmm. That baby is at, in peril. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which. Speaking of, yeah. So Renee was asking him various questions, and she wasn't asking dumb WWE questions either. Nope. It was like, how come you been getting so involved with Daniel Bryan again? And then she said, you know, I was there for that Talking Smack segment where it all went, you know, crazy, and you guys mm. got so heated and all that stuff. So... It, it was really nice for her for her to be there. It was a nice touch for, for character development. But also for Miz was talking about his family. Uh, you mentioned on the first time we tried to stream that, you know, he started to get like choked up when he, he was did. talking about his yeah, family, was which, was, good. which was great. Um, and he says that he can't get that image out of his head of his family and Bray Wyatt there on it. Um, and then... Um, just as Renee's asked him another question, you can hear Maurice way off camera just starts yelling out, Mike, like really like scared. So he just sprints out from the interview, goes yep. straight up to her. And we have mixed feelings on this yes. next bit, but they have a tablet, an unbranded tablet, uh, which has got like a baby monitor feed on it of their daughter, Monroe. And you can see her playing around with her dolls. And mm. then it just cuts in and it's Bray Wyatt on the Firefly Funhouse set. And he's laughing. And then it cuts to very serious Bray Wyatt. And he says, let me in. And it cuts back to Monroe. But this time, now she's surrounded with an Abby the Witch and a Huskus mm. the Pig and a Mercy the Buzzard. Wah! If you can find me a baby monitor camera that is that good quality. <laughs> I, just, I just think it could have been better with those, those classic, just, just the sound ones. simple audio. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really nitpicking here because I thought you the are. whole segment was great. Um, but I felt like if they just had audio and just something going, yowie, wowie, or let, or me, let in, me in, yeah. or something like that, or just even just his laugh. Yeah, or him, his laugh or would him be great. singing like a really creepy lullaby. Something mm. like that because it's a baby. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they see this happen and then mm-hmm. it's like a clip of Bray Wyatt saying, let me in, and it's all looking very scary. So they'll run upstairs to, uh, to try and see what's going on. Yeah, but interestingly, when they get to the door, mm. there's the red light coming from inside the room that we saw on the, the room from last week as well. And then Miz is there. He doesn't go in. Maurice joins him because she was running up the stairs behind him. And then he goes, yeah, in you go. Yeah. And he gets Maurice to go in first, which is just like... So as much I, as he says he's not scared, there's a little bit in him, which is kind of like... No, I really don't want to go in this room. Because I hope he won't punch you. Yeah. So... Or give you a sister, Abigail. Um, but then so the, you go in. It really makes him look, I don't want to say heelish, but almost like cowardly. Because it's like mm. his daughter's in there. Yeah. He needs to go. And he keeps saying that he's like the protector of his family. And, you know, he he's at home this week to protect his family. And then when it comes to actually protecting his family, he goes, Maurice, go first. She's a former <laughs> Divas champion. <laughs> she is a former Divas champion. So, actually. Um, but, yeah, so they enter the room. Uh, they pick up Monroe. Wouldn't, wouldn't you have thought, out of the four people that were in this segment, of mm. Renee Young, Miz, Maurice, Monroe, Monroe, yeah, who Monroe is, is the two? best actor. She was fantastic. She was amazing. She had no idea what was going on. Yeah. She was thinking, what's dad, what are mummy and daddy doing, and yeah. why have I got a new weird toy that I don't want to have in my crib, I guess they call yeah. it, cot here. Cot, yeah. Um, and she was, like, looking terrified. She, she was, was terrifying. She was crying, she was whining, 
and it was so perfect because it wasn't she wasn't like hysterical no, no she no, was no. crying enough so that every, every now and then Miz could just go it's okay it's okay don't worry don't worry exactly. we're here don't worry about it and it was just it all sort of flowed together perfectly mm-hmm. so well done Monroe and I can't wait for your debut in 16 years because <laughs> that was fantastic <laughs> she was really really good and they yeah they, they rush into the cot and she as uh, Maurice kind of picks her up mm. they're all just kind of comforting her and she just points at the cot yeah. and I was like how does she know to do that? And Miz just kind of turns around and grabs up the doll. Yeah. It's a really, really creepy doll with blonde hair with the fiend mask painted on it. Super duper creepy. Yeah. And then he's like, where did you get this? And she's just like, eh, and just starts like crying and squirming and stuff. It was like, oh, this is so great. Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Walmart. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. And then uh, Miz and Maurice get really serious. They're like, right, camera crew, out. Yeah. We're done. Get out. Yeah. And I was like, this is Perfect. It, it sells the situation it feels so perfectly. Real. Yeah. It feels, it feels like real. If someone was breaking into my house mm-hmm. and someone was trying to film a documentary or an interview with me, yeah, that's probably how I would react because I would feel. If we, were, if we were filming a stupid skit for Wrestle Talk, yes, and we happened to be at your place mm. and we found out that someone had broken in and, and gave your daughter a creepy doll, I'm sure you'd be like, right, everyone out. <laughs> Right now. Strange way to reveal that I've got a daughter. <laughs> I don't. Um, so yeah, that segment just ends with the camera crew just leaving. And yeah. I thought that was a perfect way to end it. And then it gets capped off with its own Firefly Funhouse yeah. segment back at the arena. It comes back and the commentators say things. I wasn't really listening. Yeah, yeah. Cuts in with the Firefly Funhouse music. And uh, then the, the creepy doll that we just saw mm, at Miz's house is there on the Firefly Funhouse apparated. Yeah. In fairness, the interview did say it was earlier today, so yes, there's exactly. probably time there, but still. Uh, he Bray Wyatt comes in, he goes, Oh, I was just trying to be nice. Oh. Aww, etc. The yeah, kids yeah. say. And he says, um, you know, he says that Daniel Bryan is still with him. Ooh. He's still with the fiend, which is why Bray Wyatt is having this match with the yeah, Miz, because he's busy with, the, with Daniel Bryan. Exactly. It's great. Um, and he says, I really like this touch as well. He says he's trained himself to not feel pain. Which he says it's just a chemical reaction. It's something that's kind of played into these matches because, like, even though he's been like hit with a chair, hit with a ladder, hit with everything under the ring, mm-hmm. there's never been a bit where he's kind of going, oh, he's, he's never selling. He just kind of falls he's just like, down. He, he just yeah. falls over. And then even when he like got that horrible ref stoppage at Hell in a Cell, he just got up afterwards mm-hmm. anyway. So. You can really buy into that whole I don't feel pain mm-hmm. gimmick that he's got. Yeah. Uh, and he's sort of telling the Miz to do the same. So he's sort of inviting the Miz into his kind of creepy world. Yeah. And, and he says, yeah, I, I can teach you how to not feel love mm. as well, uh, which is great. When, it, when the whole feud is kind of surrounding Miz's family, great stuff. But all you have to do... Let me in. Let him in. But also, the Marine <laughs> five, 5 is fire. It's fire. Best in the series. Yeah great quote from, I'm sure it is I've never seen it um, so I thought that was fantastic and I'd say back to the actual title of the stream itself mm. I think in two weeks this has been the best build to a Bray Wyatt slash Fiend yeah. match since he's come back with the Fiend gimmick yeah because you've had Finn Balor which kind mm-hmm. of was it was just a way of introducing the Fiend and exactly. it was really effective and it was great Absolutely. but the build but itself it, wasn't great it wasn't It was, yeah it wasn't actually a like a it a wasn't proper really build. a feud yeah exactly Seth Rollins as we know was horrible it was terrible and I want to forget it yeah uh, Daniel Bryan 
I think still has the has the kind of potential to be better than this. Totally, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But they've done Brian and uh, Bray have worked together brilliantly to kind of elongate their feud, which will, will probably culminate uh, hopefully at Royal Rumble. I hope they mm-hmm. don't extend it further. Yeah. Um, but as of now, I'm really into this feud. I mean, Miz is going to lose, and you can't totally. have, you can't have Miz win with a skull crushing finale. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, but the thing is though, with this, I think. With the the build they had for Daniel Bryan and the Fiend was mm. great, really really liked it. But I felt like a lot of it was kind of insinuated because yeah. a lot of it was like, "You used to be in the Wyatt family. We have this history together. Therefore, we must have this match." Yes. Whereas this one, I think, is a lot more overt. It's like I'm messing with your family, yeah. and you have to respond to that. It's a lot more like the build is happening now rather than the build happened a few years ago, mm. and we're playing off that, which. It's still an effective build, don't get me wrong, but I think this one is just a lot more effective in the current yeah. day. And it's got it's got the what what's going for it is that we've seen the Fiend wrestle a few times now, but we've never seen this new Bray Wyatt wrestle. Yeah. And so there's got the intrigue and it's something that we I kind of I really want to see. I want to see if his if the way he wrestles is different. I mm-hmm. want to see if the way he kind of carries himself I want to see if his entrance is different. Is he just going to come down straight to Five Five Funhouse? Funhouse music, yeah, totally. cheering and stuff. There's, there's not going to be any of that. Mm. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I think he's going to have the same finisher and things like that. I don't yeah. think that's going to be any different. But it's almost more creepy the way he's doing it now because mm. he's uh, he's now kind of mortal, should we say? Yeah, exactly. Um, but and, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And I think the. Another interesting thing that they're playing off is that the Fiend changes people. So same, you know, with Balor, he turned mm. heel. And with Rollins, he's turned heel. And with Brian, we think he's probably he's going to change. He's probably going to have a haircut, at least by the time he comes back. But I don't know whether Miz will change because he's facing no. Bray Wyatt. He's not facing the Fiend. No, exactly. So I think that's a nice way to still build the character, but not have Miz change mm. much about himself, if that makes sense. And I hope they don't. I, either Brian will, re- will return on Sunday mm-hmm. or tomorrow night. Or he'll return the SmackDown after. The SmackDown after. Either way, I, I think both work. Yeah. Um, I think I think better on Friday, just because you can kind of have the Fiend go sort of do his five five fun house, and then sort of talk about how he destroyed the Miz and like got into his family, all that sort of stuff, and how the Miz had to force forced to let him in, and then you can have Brian return. I think if you bring Brian back too early, mm-hmm. then you've still got like. Sort of six, month. seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To build, Over and that, it's yeah. the sort of the Christmas period where no one's really watching. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm, yeah, um, and I think it'll be a great match. And if you're looking forward to it, join Ollie and Luke tomorrow night for their live <laughs> streams uh, of the show. Yeah, um, watching TLC live. Lovely time with the boys, and probably eating some food far too close to the yes, microphone. Exactly. Yes, they'll be doing live reactions tomorrow night, and Laurie and I will be doing a full WrestleTalk live review on the Monday as well. And WrestleTalk.com and WrestleTalk.com will be covering we'll be it live. Uh, I'm assuming believe. live tweeting as well. Live tweeting, yeah. live coverage. So uh, yeah, join us for that full coverage. Yes. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But first, we're just going to run through uh, some Patreon shout-outs. So mm. if you haven't become a Pledgehammer on Patreon yet, why not? Uh, you should go to patreon.com slash WrestleTalk. You can get a whole bunch of bonus content depending on what tier you, you pledge at. You can get access to Wrestle League, our yep. predictions league. You can get extra bonus podcasts of retro reviews with Ollie and Luke. You can get access to our drunk podcast called WrestleTalk After Dark, uh, which is where we get very drunk and sweary and talk about stuff. It's cool. Uh, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you pledge at the $25 and above, tier you get your own personalized wrestling name and it gets shouted out on a show like this so thank you to xandamania running wild Woo! Well and you Zandamania. get a cheap pop as well marcus he's got soul campbell it's hey, a football, football joke. joke love it don't have a shane cowley man oh. thank you very much Ooh, oh, roman sparks you didn't do the hand motion do it again oh. Uh, The Titan, Owen Towers. Like Titan Towers, I get it. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Woo, yes. Just incredible Edelheit. Thank you very much. The Jester, Ryan Kester. Woo, yes, thank you. Ari, the Boozerweight, Feldberg. That's a good name. name. And lastly for today, the Raven, Chris Alexander. Woo, yes, thank you very much. Thank you. But let's see what you guys thought of this segment. Let's get into some suit suit super chats real quick. Mm. Uh, Spencer O says, Miz made Maurice enter the room first. Crying with laughter emoji twice. Yeah, that's what we said. It's, it's interesting. Is I, he a coward? I really hope that was on purpose. Me too. Uh, yeah. It seemed like he was because he got to the door first, stopped. Maurice came to him and then he went, here you go. Yeah, because the, the Miz is clever enough to 
to sort of think of that. Totally. If it was anyone else, I'd think, oh, that's just how they happen to be standing. Miz and Bray Wyatt yeah. are the two minds exactly. behind and, this. And so, I, I, yeah, think, I think Brian, think so. Daniel Bryan's probably got some input on this as well. Absolutely, uh, yeah. They've been given a lot of creative freedom in this, and it's mm, great totally. to see. It's great, yeah. Uh, the Line Drive says the answer is clearly yes, that this is the best rivalry for Bray since debuting this new character. However, it seems odd this is being done in December, perhaps a slow build to Miz versus Bryan at Mania. I, think, I I could see that. If Brian comes back kind of changed... As a heel, yeah. As as a heel. Not necessarily like a follower of Bray, but it, he's changed how yeah. he is. Because that's the thing. It's so weird as well, because he was a heel, and he like just turned face, and yeah. then Bray's just going to make him turn heel again. I really like... I'd really like that if they I do think, that. I think that's a cool way of doing it. I think, yeah, like I said, again, if it was if it was someone else who I don't think could, follow, could sort of pull it off... But I think Brian is more than capable of putting this sort of thing off. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the line drive again uh, says, Do you think this Miz versus Bray feud is leading to some sort of long-term Brian versus Miz mania feud with Miz trying to save Brian? Yeah, I, I, I could totally see that. Yeah. I don't know what the title plans are for The Fiend heading into uh, Mania or Rumble. The rumor... I almost rolled my R there, sorry. Uh, sorry, Ollie. Uh, the rumor is that it will be The Fiend versus Roman Reigns because Roman Oh, totally, because he's going to win the Rumble. So apparently going to win the Rumble because that's how you build new stars like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, uh, and on the uh, other side, apparently it's going to be uh, Brock versus Cain Velasquez. Three. Don't really want to see that, if I'm honest. Um, Kevin comes in to say, uh, also, Monroe is better at selling than Rollins. Yeah, that's what we did. Absolutely we true. Said. Yeah. Uh, final one for now. Uh, the Prime Craig said... Uh, be honest, please. Do you think Liv Morgan is the doll? And what do you think the doll represents to Bray Wyatt, past slash future? Uh, I think that's been speculated for a long time. I think... Uh, no, not, no. After, not after last week. I don't, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, you, the makeover the, the thing. The makeover thing. <laughs> if that's leading to <laughs> her, her makeover being this in the Firefly Funhouse, I think it's a very weird way of doing it. I mean, it. the only reason I can see them doing that is to literally throw them off the scent. So yeah. to be like, look, she's having this crazy, wacky makeover. And yeah. then she comes back the week after just like, oh yeah, she's a follower. I wanted to come back. Way. I really like Liv Morgan. I'm one, I'm one of those... You're one of those. I'm huh? one of those fans who just likes her for apparently no reason. Yeah. Because she hasn't really done anything hasn't really for done anything, year. yeah. Um, but of the Riot Squad, she's definitely in the top three. <laughs> That's what I'd say. <laughs> Let's get into the rest of the show. Uh, so this week's show kicked off with a recap of Roman versus Ziggler last week and the whole dog food incident mm. and what happened with that. The editing on this was hilarious because they kept cutting to shots of the crowd being like, oh, yeah. no, with it like was, it was hands if, over their it, mouths. It was as if they'd, they'd just gone, oh, we need some actual reaction. They've gone, right, WrestleMania 30, Undertaker, <laughs> just cut some of that in. You're going to have people going, oh, my God, that's dog food. No way. Um, dog yeah, food. It was a uh, bit was corny. They were trying to make it sound like he'd actually been hurt <laughs> yeah. rather than had some God. meat tipped on him. Dog food. Not for the first time we'll see meat in this uh, How's he even actually? still walking this no. week? Uh, but the show itself actually kicks off with King Gorbin coming out on his sedan chair, etc. Uh, Ziggler's already in the ring waiting for him, and they mm. cut a promo on the smelly, disgusting Ziggler Ziggler looking blah, blah, blah. like a B-list celebrity trying to hide himself on a bus, kind of... 
Yeah. With a SmackDown cap. Yeah. It was as if he'd done a tour of SmackDown <laughs> and they'd gone, right, now you finish the tour, we've got a bit of surprise, you get this hat. And some, like, sunglasses. And some, some sunglasses. Some blue sunglasses. Yeah. He, yeah. He looked, his hair, obviously his hair was impeccable. But, uh, totally. <laughs> yeah. um, they cut a promo. Uh, he says he's going to beat Roman and become the sole leader of SmackDown on yeah. Sunday. He got a Talked you about, look stupid chant. Yeah. Talked about how great his 2019 was. He's beat yeah. Kurt Angle. He's a king of the ring winner. And now he's going to humiliate Roman at TLC. They said it was going to be a quick promo. They mm-hmm. were lying. Uh, Ziggler attempted to do a, an all hail King Corbin kind mm. of chant before they get interrupted by the New Day. Oh, Cream City. City! Cream City! And I was... Uh, Queen? Queen. Queen. I, was, I called you Queen. Queen over here <laughs> thought that he'd said Queen City, which... I had no idea. And I thought... I and said, that's, no, that's Charlotte, North Carolina. No, Pete. I'm pretty sure... They said Cream City, and Pete said, no, that's, that's stupid. Why would it be, why why would it be, be Cream City? But it turns out Milwaukee, for people who don't know, is called the Cream it's City. called the Cream City. Uh, because uh, all the bricks are yellow cream colored. So the more you know. Every day. Yeah. Um, they do, the New Day do some local pops for Milwaukee, and they say that Corbin has a Burger King crown. Corbin then called out Kofi for losing the WWE Championship to Brock Lesnar in seven seconds. And at this point, I was like, oh, finally. Yeah, they've acknowledged it. Like, Kofi can get a chance now to be like, hey, this happened, but here's how I felt about it. Yeah. Here's my motivations going after it. And look, I'm a tag champ now, so, you know, everything's not so bad. But yeah, it kind of got me down, but I fought back after it and all that Mm. stuff. No, what he said instead was... Actually, it was eight seconds. Oh, so, psych. Yeah, got you good. It's like, oh, Kofi, that's so lame. And then he followed it up with being like, "I'm still a champion of the people." Yeah, and then, <sighs> and then it took about it's a bad line. It took about twenty seconds for someone in the crowd to go, "Kofi, Kofi, Kofi." It, it was a bad segment. It is, it is a terrible it, segment. It, it it sort of shows how bad it was when Biggie and Kofi can't save a promo segment. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, because and it wasn't. I mean, they got they did get a bit of heat, uh, Corbin and and Ziggler when they were sort of saying, "Oh, what's that smell? Oh, it's the people, the oh, smelly, no, disgusting but it could people, be the dog food." Ah, yeah. so it, they got a bit of kind of very cheap heat. Um, yes. but it, it was uh, it was about twenty minutes mm-hmm. that opening segment. Yeah, it was and long. It was completely unnecessary. You yeah. could have had them meet backstage for a minute. And just go, oh, let's have a fight in the main event, which is what we got for the main event later on. Yeah, it was Kofi Kingston versus King Corbin was set up. Kofi did a slap at one point to him. Yeah. And then Corbin was like, I'm going to humiliate you. And then he walked away. Yeah. Um, sure, whatever. Um, and then we got uh, Ziggler and Corbin were backstage after that. We had a bit of an ad break and stuff, came back. Ziggler and Corbin backstage. And th- they mentioned in their promo that Roman Reigns is not going to be here tonight because they've got every window and entrance covered by their security. Someone should do some research. Last, Last 20 years, when, when someone, someone said, he's not here tonight, tonight. if there's ever been, ever been a time where that was actually true. true. Mm. Um, because... <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think there will be. No, totally not. And they go backstage, and Roman has decided to... Or no, someone... Some, we don't know who... ...has beaten up just two bleached blonde people. Like, there was one yeah. Ric Flair lying outside, mm-hmm. and then there was another guy with horrible, long, bleached blonde hair... Yeah. Uh, ...lying there, and they're going... What's happening? Who could have done this? Who, could, who did this? What does this mean? Rowan. God. I mean, almost. Mm. Just change one letter. 
And then I, I wrote here, come on, guys, we're not idiots. No. I think this would have been fine. This, this was a story-wide show. This happened again another time where they found some guards. and Because it, it just makes, makes them Roman look stupid. Dead. It makes them look dumb. And we and, don't and want stupid makes, heels. And the worst thing is, I think it, I think in their heads, we also aren't supposed to know who's done it. So, so then it's like... Who could it be, everyone? It, but it, it also, it's also that sort of pantomime thing where, what's it called, when the, when the crowd knows. Oh, it's, oh no, it's a term, I do know it, when the crowd knows something but the Everyone, actors don't. be commenting this. It's, oh god, dramatic irony. That's the one. So, yeah, the, the, everyone knows that it was Roman. Like, <laughs> everyone knows it was Roman. There's not... Not even like four-year-old kids sitting at home thinking, "Who was that? I think that was." Um, yeah, it was. A, it was just a bad storyline throughout the night. The, yeah, it was mildly saved right at the end. Yes, um, it was. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Um, we then get a recap of Mandy Rose versus Alexa Bliss from last week, where she pulled off oh. her very real eye, her actual eyelashes Disgusting. got pulled out, guys. Disgusting. They're behavior. very real. And it's made this feud so personal because she pulled out her very, very real and not fake eyelashes. Because apparently, according to Michael Cole, eyelashes are all attached to one long eyelash <laughs> that goes along the middle. And next, next, Michael Cole will be going, oh my God, she's ripped her lips off when she's just got a wet wipe just rubbing her mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's not a feud that I'm getting into. And that's not their fault. It's, it's just been given fault. terrible... It's a terrible story, for one. And there's no time in it either, because yeah. this one was supposed to be Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Mm. Alexa and Nikki are backstage in uh, gorilla position having an interview, and in actually a pretty good moment, Mandy and Sonya, yeah. they run out, they were already in the ring, they run up the ramp, go into gorilla, and start beating down on Alexa and Nikki in gorilla position. I was like, I was so that's surprised cool. by that that I went, oh, yeah, that's I how was good like, it was. Oh, that's cool. And then they kind of brawled outside. They got into the ring. Mm. Tag match started. I was like, all right, that was that was a, a, a unique way to start it off. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere because it went for about a minute. And, and the cameras missed the finish. The camera missed the finish because they, they went for a double suplex. Mm. Alexa Bliss on the outside grabs Mandy Rose's leg. Pulls her to the outside. The camera follows Mandy Rose to the outside. Meanwhile, in the ring, the finish is happening. Nikki Cross hits a neckbreaker for the win. But we don't see that. We see <laughs> two, three, and I... I guess she won. <laughs> she won. Yeah. Could have been any move. Luckily, they did show a replay. I mean, yes. luckily, whatever. They showed a replay of the finish, uh, yeah. and it was, yeah, her, her normal finish. And it's like... And... Uh, gr granted, it's not a very good story. I but, bet you but, ten Wrestle League... No. No, so this will be another match next week because totally. they don't know what they're doing. Or but a they, match on the pre-show they, with DLC. They, yeah, there'll be a quota. Oh, yeah, there'll be a quota. You have to have two women's segments a week, and they've just gone. And they've uh, gone bare minimum. Let's just do a repeat of last week, but let's make it a tag match. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same result, and no one in the crowd cared. But I can't blame Why would them. They, yeah. Why would they care? They've been given a terrible story and absolutely no time to develop it. So, you know, what can you do? Um, but then we get a backstage segment of Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn's a heavy machinery come into shot. Mm. And they say, oh, it's Secret Santa got you a gift. Otis, both of them in their Santa hats. Otis gives him his, this little gift. And Sami is like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Christmas gift. So he kind of opens it up and it's a ham. 
And that, that's bad for two reasons. Mm. Because not only is Sammy a vegan, mm. he's also a Muslim. Yeah. So they definitely can't have ham. So he goes off on Otis, seeing like, yeah. this is the worst gift I've ever received. What did he call him? He called him uh, a dumb oaf. He called him a dumb oaf. And then Otis kind of gives him an angry look and goes, and he kind of backs off to be like, classic, like, Sammy heel-ness. Yeah. Just backing off to be like, hey, now, before, you know, do anything. We all said some stuff that we don't, that we didn't mean, etc. But then Cesaro and Nakamura kind of flank him, mm. and he's just saying, yeah, and we will beat you up later. I was yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, that's great Sammy stuff. And uh, so then Cesaro grabs the ham and does a world's strongest slam, or a world's strongest ham. I don't know if we should invite you back next week. Hey, that joke was... That, people liked that joke last week in the comments. Pedigree chum. Uh, um, yeah, world's strongest ham to the floor, and uh, Otis sold this amazingly. He just he went... Did. And then he just went... Ducky! Otis is... Great. The best thing on SmackDown. He's so good. <laughs> Apart from The Fiend, obviously. Apart from The Fiend. But mainly Otis. Mm. Um, but then we get a really fun tag match, actually, which was Shorty G and Mustafa Ali versus The Revival. Hey, Pete, I've got a really good idea for a tag <laughs> name for <laughs> uh, Shorty G and uh, Mustafa Ali that no one else has thought of. Mm. It's Ali G. Yeah, which we said when they first started tagging mm. all those all that time ago. You heard it here first. And second, Pete and was third. In, Pete was so impressed when I when I suggested fourth. that. He literally suggested that to me in the office earlier today when we were watching. When he was watching SmackDown, he said, they should be called Ali G. I was like, mate, it's an old joke. Um, anyway, Dash Wilder falls over on his entrance, LMAO. Um, and then, but the, the match itself was very, very fun. It was a short match. It yeah. didn't go very long. There was a few spots, went to an ad break, came back, and then kind of hot tag sequence happened and yeah. the finish happened. But there were some really cool near falls and some fun sequences in this. It was great. Yeah, there were yeah. some great bits. There were the, 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 the double splash mm-hmm. um, with the, the 450, yep. which he sold as if Dash so got shot. had like a knife on his stomach. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, and yeah, it just built to a really nice kind of finish where you'd, you'd seen Ali go for a tornado DDT, a tornado DDT before, yeah, and miss it. So he then he but yeah. then he sort of tried to do it again, but straight into a uh, shatter, uh, shatter machine, shatter machine, yeah, and which was yeah, it was super a, duper it, rad. It yeah, was a great and, spot. and it was and because all four of them are so good, they executed it brilliantly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the Revival take on the New Day tomorrow night. Yep. And in TLC. a ladder match. In a ladder match, which is Great. going to be amazing. Ollie yes, is wait. very excited. Yeah, it should be very, very good. Um, so, yeah, this was a very fun match. Put over the right people who are going to be having the match for the tag titles. And, yeah, it was really, really good. It, it didn't make uh, Shorty G and Ollie look particularly bad either. No. It just looked like the Revival were really good. But I don't think they should be a tag team. I mean, they're all right. I mean, they're okay for now, whilst they haven't actually got anything else to do. That's true. Um, I mean, they're, they're small, so they're not going to get over anyway. Mm, um, of course. But How could someone small ever get over? Exactly. I mean... Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it was a good match. Um, yeah, it was fun. And uh, it, was, it was the best match on the card by yeah, a long it was. way. Best but match on the show. It didn't have a lot, a lot to compete with in terms That's of matches. That's true, yeah. Um, then we're backstage with Kayla Braxton. She's interviewing Bailey. Uh, and she says that Sasha's away off recording a rap album, which is why she's not here this week. And that's the Christmas list of things I don't want. Yeah. Uh, she starts running down Lacey Evans, but then Elias interrupts with Dana Brooke, and Bailey walks over to him and says, You interrupted I'm, my interview. I'm the champion. I'm the champion, etc. And he says, Oh, don't worry, Bailey, because I've picked you in Secret Santa. 
It's not how Secret Santa works. No. But he says, Don't wait, for, for Secret Santa, I've got you a song. So he does a little song and he runs her down, which the first line was funny. To, and then he, but then he starts talking about how he wants, he either, no, she wants to have a threesome with him Something and like Sasha. that. Oh, no, I think Father Christmas said to him that he should have a threesome yeah. with Bailey and Sasha, and he was like, no thanks. And then he said uh, something about her being rude and then rhymed it to say that her new haircut makes, makes her, her look, look like, like a dude. dude. And you can just see Vince going, ha, 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 yeah, ha, 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 in exactly. the background like, oh, she's got a new haircut. Oh, she looks like a bloke. Exactly. She, Vince saying bloke. She <laughs> looks like a bloke. No. <laughs> She looks like a dude. Um, yeah, you can just see him see writing him that. that totally, and, and it, it, yeah, it, it started well. And when I say started well, it had one good line in it. It had the first line was good when he was saying like her, her face haunts him like the ghost and of I Christmas think, past. I was I like, don't that's think funny. This is everyone's saying Elias a face. Last he week, is he bullied Drake Maverick. This but week, it's fine, Datsun. He bullied Bailey. It's well, fine because they're heels, so they can get bullied. Because bullying is okay if you're doing it to someone who's not very nice. I have ethics. Bailey's not even that not nice. She's, no, she's just kind of turned on the fans a bit because they never cheered her. Which, exactly. Um, which is sort of more understandable. But which like calling someone a dude because they've got a haircut is the most playground. I know it's not great. Pointless and this whole kind of. What's it, what's, what is it they do? Uh, the anti-bullying... Be a star. Be a star, yeah. yeah. So, and, it, and then, like, but then twice a year we have these bullying storylines. The thing is, if that was flipped, where mm. Bailey was the face and Elias is the heel, we'd be like, what a bully. Yeah. What a bully. Uh, but you know who else found it hilarious, though? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. She found it so hilarious. So funny. That, that Bailey challenged her to a bad match. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say, I'll challenge you to a bad match. but <laughs> said, we all, I'll challenge you to a match. We knew it was coming, but Dana Brooke has now... Uh, mastered the art of if I do a flip it'll hurt more in fact she did two in a row she did, she did she do did two of them with like a hand, handspring, handspring elbow soft elbow yeah uh, my two notes for this match are Brooke hits a sunset powerbomb out of the corner and then Bailey comes back kicks her knee out does her new finisher face buster thing and the commentators absolutely no sell it yeah her kind it, of knee literally, rub, it, it's run, a, rubbing your knee it's, face it's buster. her thing where she kind of just does the face into the floor and the commentators are just like oh face first and she's got the cover. Yeah, is was, that it? Yes, it is. It was as if it was as if they forgot that she'd changed her finisher. It was exactly that. Belly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they that. kind of went, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Match is over. Well, of course it is. That's that's her move. Exactly. And very, very quickly they were like, oh, great win for Bailey. And now let's do a recap of the Fiend versus Miz. It was like yeah. really like move along, move along, move along. Yeah. So women's division has been given zero. Yeah. Like, total time for this week is probably about four minutes Yeah, I've for t- two segments. I was writing uh, a script for Ollie, for one of his Christmas scripts, mm. and I was sort of just talking about how this, the, the lack of Ronda Rousey has just killed this oh, division. Totally, it has. And I can see that if Ronda Rousey comes back, they'll do an evolution too. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't come back, there will never be another evolution. Because they just don't care anymore. No, they don't. They cared when it was Ronda. They cared when it was Becky, Ronda. Because they and, feel like they can make money off Charlotte, it. because they are the money makers. But anyone else, oh, they just they just couldn't yeah, care less. They and, just it, and, don't it, care. and it shows every week. And it's really quite sad to see because Bailey's great. Sasha yeah. Banks is great. Dana Brooke, whatever. But uh, yeah. And I, I will say for Dana Brooke, she's improved a lot. She's improved a lot. She does actual moves now. She did a sunset yeah. flip powerbomb. Yeah, I couldn't it was great. believe it. She yeah. did a swanton a couple of weeks yeah. ago. 
So like she, she, she's a lot better than she was. I'm not. She's not on the same level as you know. She's Charlotte Flair's protege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was once upon a time. Mm. Um, after that, we get uh, another Seamus promo in a dark, dark corridor. Yeah, Irish music. Him, him going, saying the same thing. Uh, you're all. It's yeah. Smackdown. Smackdown's changed. Is now it's now a, the home of wimps and weaklings. Yeah, uh, it's a home without a heart. Celtic warrior has returned. Um, same promo as before. But I still can't. I mean, he's he's probably a heel, isn't he? Yeah, totally. So he's coming yeah. back to. I feel like I'm just more ambiguous about these things because I just everyone's sort of like, oh, he, when he says I'm coming back to bring the heart to back SmackDown down, SmackDown Live. If someone just if Ali said that, you'd be like, oh, what a great baby face. What yeah. a great baby face. But I, I feel like though the context there is I'm going to bring the yeah. heart back and I'm going to crush anyone that doesn't stand in yeah, my way. He's... I believe was the next line. Yeah. So he's foreign, so of course he's a heel. Of course he's a heel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's the same promo as before, but I'm still excited to see him back. After that, we got the uh, Miz interview mm-hmm. that we talked about before. Uh, and then we get Heavy Machinery versus Cesaro and Nakamura. Um, and this was also a fun match. Um, it was fine. It wasn't as good as the, the one earlier, but no. uh, it was the second best match on the show. It was. And it helps massively when the crowd care. And the yeah, crowd cares about Otis. Otis is, is so over. So over. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sami Zayn's still the greatest thing during Nakamura's entrance. Yeah. It was still a, amazing. I turned around to Pete while I was watching this saying, has Nakamura got backing dancers? <laughs> and it was just it Sami Zayn. Just Sami Zayn. Doing that. It was great. Um, uh, there was uh, a really nice, there was a great shot in this match where Nakamura hits his running knee in the corner to whoever it was. They were laid across the top rope and hit the knee in the corner. And the camera just kind of stays there for a second. And just across the bottom corner, Sami Zayn's face just comes in and just goes, <laughs> like across the shot. It was so good. He's fantastic. I love Sami Zayn so much. Uh, there were massive We Want Otis chants during this. Otis got a really nice hot tag sequence. Yeah. Uh, Otis taking his top off is like Angel Garza taking his trousers off. The it crowd is. go mental when he takes he his top off. He has the body of an angel. It's amazing. Uh, Otis yells out, I'm coming! And Graves says, interesting proclamation. Yeah. Interesting proclamation that by Otis. That was the one bit of good comment. Can we talk quickly to talk about the commentary this it evening? It was pretty bad. Because it was awful. Because yeah, it was pretty bad. After the... Um, Ms. Wyatt segment. Yes. You've got Graves going, oh man, that was just, you, there's some things you just don't do. And for the rest of the night, he's just a terrible heel. Yeah. And he's just kind of going, oh, m- look at Sami Zayn. He's so great. And Cole's kind of being the annoying <laughs> baby face. They, I, th- those two together, they need a third wheel. Yeah. It, not, I'm not saying Renee Young, because unfortunately it didn't really work with her, but someone who can distract them from just being. Annoying. You're, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. You're more wrong. Um, exactly, yeah. It was a bad, bad night for commentary. Um, but let's not get too negative. It was a fun match. It, it was, was a, a fun match. It was sort of well booked. Sami Zayn, um, Otis was going for the Caterpillar. Sami Zayn distracts him. Uh, Otis gets thrown out the ring by Cesaro. Uh, Nakamura hits a Kinshasa for the win exactly. on Tucker. So Zayn, useful for the heels, which is good. Yep. Um, and yeah, it allows Shinsuke, IC champ, to get another pin, pinfall and victory. And it is means good. that we are not getting the rumoured match, because there was a rumour for a while that Braun Strowman mm. was going yes. to uh, set up a match with Shinsuke Nakamura, but he has back spasms, um, some kind of back injury, um, and seems to be out for a bit longer than first thought which is a bit worrying um but hopefully yeah. he'll be back soon because mm-hmm. 
uh, there's only so many weeks you can get out of uh, Shinsuke tagging. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, Corbin and Ziggler are backstage again with more guards talking to them. We get a recap of Batista and NWO going in the Hall of mm. Fame. They say the original four of the NWO, which is just straight up not true. But hey, I guess if you just say it, it's true now. Um, and then we get the main event, which is Kofi Kingston versus Baron Corbin. And we get another recap of Roman Reigns getting dog well, we food over had, him yeah, again. So we had Baron and... Dolph backstage uh, finding the broken uh, Oh, yeah, the broken, broken sedan chair, thing, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, so uh, that was uh, main event time. And yeah. AR is horrible. It's terrible, isn't it? Mm. Those little things. The, the New Day one, I'll say, looked okay. The, when, the banners for Corbin out, just look... awful. Horrendous. They're really, really bad. And they're gonna I date. Like we, I feel like horribly. we're spiraling into negativity. Yeah, they're they're gonna date horribly. Um, we get there's some STD chance for Corbin. Um, th- this match I would say is a match. It was. It was like the fine. main event from last week where no one expected it to finish, and that was the problem because the mm. crowd didn't care. Like the crowd yeah. thought Roman's turning up. Roman's turning up. Roman's turning up. It was just a matter of. When's Roman? When's turning Roman up? turning up? Yeah. Um, uh, as it turns out, for this match, he didn't, uh, because it gets to a point where it looks like Kofi uh, Kingston's going to win. He managed to hit an SOS and a boom drop. He's winding up for the trouble in paradise, but then Ziggler grabs Kofi's ankle. Plain view of the ref, by the way, which mm. should be a DQ, but ref just goes, "No, that's fine." Ziggler, you're out of here. Eject Ziggler from the match. Ziggler goes up the ramp, goes out, then comes right back down and starts beating up Biggie on the outside. Kofi then goes to beat up Ziggler and punches Ziggler while Ziggler's still punching Big E. Corbin then hits Kingston and then the match gets thrown out. Yes. Which is when all the legal people were hitting the legal people and the non-legal people were hitting the non-legal people. Speaking of legal people, the match we talked about earlier, I'm convinced that neither Nakamura or Tucker was the legal man. Oh, totally. It was a bad night for legal people. I don't know if they might have been. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Tucker was. Okay, fair enough. I don't know about Shinsuke. Yeah, no, so it got thrown out, and then they were like, oh, let's have a tag match. Um, Yeah, Big E was just like, you want want a match? We've got a match right now. It's like, says who? Okay, sure. He Theodore longed it. Yeah. Um, So we have a tag match of uh, Big E and Kofi versus Dolph and Barrett. Which got four or five minutes. Yeah, Um, and and again, for this match, it was a match it yeah. was just kind of everyone's still waiting it's like so where's Roman then yeah. and then uh, they got the handcuffs out and then it was DQ and then it the got thrown world's yeah. longest handcuffs <laughs> the whole point of ha- I know that I know that they're setting up a spot but the whole point of handcuffs is that you can't move your hands when you're in them yeah because the, the whole point is that to restrain you he's got these handcuffs and he could be doing <laughs> the YMCA in these things and yeah, and then they 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 set up for the spot that they did last week. They get mm-hmm. the dog food out. The whole crowd is going oh, again, um, and then the you, revival come out. The first, revival come out and out of Big nowhere e. and just hit a shatter machine on Big E yeah. because they can yeah. on the outside. Because obviously setting up their match tomorrow night, and yep. then you get bam, Roman comes out. Bam. To Burnham. a massive reaction. It was a monster pop And it's so Roman. good to see that their main babyface is getting a babyface reaction. I know, it, I know it helps that everyone hates Corbin. Totally, yeah. Um, but Roman got a huge reaction. He easily beat up 
pretty everyone. much everyone. It, it was everyone. There yeah. was like 10 or so guards, I think, and the Revival and Ziggler and Corbin. Yeah. And he just kind of beat them all up. Uh, I think he, he managed to get a Superman punch onto Corbin, but that was it. He didn't do yeah, too yeah. much else to him. So Corbin kind of scattered away. And uh, there was one point where Reigns are beating everyone. Kofi was still kind of, you know, hung up on mm. the on the turnbuckle post. And uh, Reigns picked up the dog food. And part of me was just like, he'll turn. He'll turn. Reigns, <laughs> Reigns, put the dog food on Kofi. Do it, do it, do it, do it. But no, obviously not. Um, I, I put, do it, Reigns, do it. It would make no sense, but do it. Um, obviously, he didn't. Uh, Ziggler then came back with a super kick on Reigns. And the revival held him down yeah. on the commentary table. Ziggler got a little ladder climbed up to the top and was going to dive off, but Reigns fought off the revival, climbed up the ladder, and then chokeslammed Ziggler. With a off. horrible bump. Yeah, it was a horrible he, bump. I don't know, he just went table. full floppy. And you never yeah. you never want to go full floppy when you're on a table. <laughs> um, he just, just... His whole body just kind of flopped in half. Um, we just saying, that. you never want to go full floppy is... No, ever. That's just, that's just a quote um, now. And then, yeah, he should have stood, stood tall at the end. He stood um, tall. So I will say, I don't like the story that they've done no. with Reigns and Corbin and the dog food and the dog mascot and all that stuff. I hate it. However, you can't deny that was a gigantic reaction that no. Roman got. So I guess the story's working. The story has worked and people have started to like Roman out of it. And totally. To be honest, if that's, if that's what your goal is, which is the goal because they're building him for mania. Yeah. Uh, and to win the Rumble and things mm-hmm. like that, if that's if that's the way it's going, then absolutely well done. But the problem here is that because your main champion is the Fiend, who mm-hmm. only ever appears on backstage things, and he never wrestles, your top wrestling heel is Baron Corbin. Yeah. With his, to coin the phrase, uh, whatever, mid-card of evil. Mid-card vortex, yeah. Um, mid-card of evil. And so every week I'm just thinking, I wonder what Baron Corbin did in the main event of SmackDown this week. And that's not a that's not an exciting thing for me. I don't no. I don't I don't wake up on a Saturday morning thinking, Oh great, I'm watch SmackDown this morning. Baron Corbin must have been in the main event. Yeah. Um it's it's an issue that they can't really solve now because mm-hmm. Fiend's gonna be champion probably until WrestleMania. So are we are, are we gonna have five months of Baron Corbin in the main event? Facing just a variety of maybe it, heel, maybe it'll be Sheamus faces. when he comes back. Maybe he can take that slot off Corbin, and Corbin can go back to being really, really good in like the US or I guess the IC now title picture. I can absolutely see Sheamus being singles star for two weeks and then joining Cesaro and Nakamura again. Three week push. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. So overall, I thought this episode had some really stuff, fun stuff in the middle. Had some the, really stuff. Had some really stuff. The really fun stuff in the middle. The two tag matches We're in the good. middle of the show and the fiend miss segment. I thought was brilliant. There was enough to make it not a missable show. Totally. Yes. Um, I'd say it was surrounded by Corbin and Reigns nonsense, but yeah. I guess it's working for some people. Um, so overall, I gave this a three out of five, a smack bang in the middle. Yeah, I would have given it sort of, uh, yeah, three out of five. There were points where I was thinking two and a bit out of five, but then I just mm. thought, thinking back on it, I was like, okay, yeah, it was a perfectly acceptable show, and there was enough good stuff in there to make me forget the bad. Yeah, just like last week, in fact. Yeah, exactly that. Um, let's quickly see what you guys thought. We did a a poll on our community YouTube tab earlier in the day. 
uh, asking what you guys thought of SmackDown, and 4% of people thought it was magnificent. 13% said Smacktastic. 58% said Smack Bang in the Middle. Wow, we're so us. right. 15% said Smack Downer, and 10% said a Smack oh, in the Face. Oh, don't be so negative. <laughs> so it does seem generally that kind of middling three out of five yeah. range is what we're looking at for, for most yeah. people there. Good, not great. Fine, yeah. not not terrible. Yeah, either. I so. wouldn't say it was actively damaging this no, week. No. Apart from the women's just, division. No. Because that, that stuff is but damaging. But even that's not damaging. It's just kind of totally nothing. Totally is, though. <laughs> It totally is. If you look at where Alexa Bliss was and where she is now, that's a hell of a decline. Uh, But for now, let's get into the rest of your Susu Super Chats. Uh, we got some more about the Miz uh, Bray Wyatt angle. Kevin comes in to say the only guy that's actually not here when they say he's not here is Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he's got a point. Yeah, that's very uh, true. I, I think that's probably something. I think Heyman has said that before. Brock has been there. But yeah, I mean, you could say it any week, really. Yeah. Uh, Wilson Simons comes in to say exactly the same thing. Brock Lesnar hasn't been there when they say he won't be okay, here multiple times. I was wrong. Yeah. Wilson Simons again says, damn you, Kevin, for beating me to the punch. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Tomo, Tomo, comes in to say, uh, my five-year-old niece didn't enjoy SmackDown, but since she loves Otis, she said SmackDown was awesome. Otis is amazing. Yeah, he makes, he can make the show better. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I'm sorry your five-year-old niece didn't enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, She can watch the live stream tomorrow night. Maybe that'll be more to her taste. Yeah, the TLC. Uh, the Prime Craig said, uh, is it weird that I smile and laugh with sadistic things Bray Wyatt does? I find pleasure in it. Haha, let him in. Also, who will face Wyatt if it isn't Brian? I see them changing WrestleMania plans. Uh, it, it depends what kind of pleasure you're getting from it. If it's just kind <laughs> of like, uh, oh, this is fun. This is fun. But if it's a... Mm-hmm. If it's a, like, I want to do that. Yeah. Bit the, weird. Yeah. But um, no, I th- I don't think they're going to have Ryan at WrestleMania anyway. I think it's going to be Roman at WrestleMania because yes. they'll build uh, the fiend as a who can beat him. Yeah, Brian at Rumble and yeah, Reigns at Mania. Reigns at Mania. I think yeah, um, sounds about right. Do we want the fiend in Elimination Chamber? No, no. I'd want no. I'd want the Elimination Chamber match. <laughs> That's yeah. really hard to say because if Roman wins the Rumble, yeah. then you'd want an Elimination Chamber match for the number one contender for the WWE Championship to see yeah. who's going to face Lesnar, assuming he's still got the title. And then you'd really want another elimination, unless they do a women's the match. The Raw Elimination Chamber match and have Velasquez win that. Yeah, and then yeah. you have like a uh, maybe like the SmackDown Women's Title Elimination Chamber match or, or something like yeah, that. Or three from Raw, three from SmackDown. Yeah, that works. The winner gets to choose a title to go for. And if Velasquez wins, he'll obviously go but for But then Lesnar. the Rumble winner would have already been decided. So that wouldn't even make sense. Okay, well then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then just draft. Roll. Yeah. Um, Aunicus said uh, the long handcuffs are actually meant to be put on the ankle so that a prisoner can move but not run. I think you could still run in those. They are <laughs> that long. I think you could do squats. No, not squats. Well, they're lunges in those things. Yeah. Uh, John Jones says uh, the reactions from Roman and the Lashley storyline prove that WWE's core fans digest stories differently than the SWAF Nation. Vince is a genius. Vince is a genius. Uh, I guess so. Vince is an amazing detective slash genius. Yes, he that's is. A, oh, that's uh, nice. I like that's that. That's a good reference. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm glad that 
I'm glad. I, you know, I really like the fact that people can enjoy things totally. that, that I don't. Because if if everyone enjoyed the same things that I did and didn't enjoy the same things I did, everything would be very boring. Yes, it would. Um, so yeah, no, good for you for in, if you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, more power to you. Absolutely, yes. Um, some general wrestle talk related super chats now. Mm-hmm. Uh, da Train uh, said. Michelle Rose and I agree. This is Datsun's fault, talking about the technical difficulties we had before we started this stream. I actually don't think it was anyone's fault, was no, it? No, it was literally because, for whatever reason, we pressed go live and it just said, can't connect right now, try yeah. again. But we didn't see that until we'd already been streaming. Well, I can say like it wasn't my fault. Uh, my lady partner comes mm. in with a super chat saying, will you marry me, Peter Chawapa, Quinn Smell? Is that me? No. No. Oh. And uh, I'll think about it. Uh, Adam Pearson uh, says, Happy Christmas to my two favorite people. Oh, Adam, you're my favorite person too. Adam's amazing. Adam we love Adam. Wonderful. He's great. Uh, Andrew Harris says, uh, Good morning, MVP Datsun and Chopper. When is Datsun getting his own shirt? That's a good question. I'm actually wearing a shirt right now. That's true. And it is mine. It's got yeah. mooses on it. Mm. Well, in terms of merch, though, we'll Moose. have to. Uh, Meese? No, it's done. I think I think I had I actually had this conversation with Brian on our. You've you, you heard Brian voice. The brain. Brian voice. Brian, Brian voice. voice. Brian's voice. Uh, he is from Canada, and he said it's just moose singular, moose singular, and moose plural. Meese. Uh, Louise Marie uh, said, "Been so grateful for you guys lately. You've all been helping me get through a really tough time. My favorite channel. Well, well, thank you very much, Louise. I hope it gets easier for you absolutely uh, during the holiday season." Duffs one hundred and one said, "Wait a minute, Luke's birthday's on the same day as Pete's. What are the chances?" I know it's crazy. It's it's amazing how these things happen. You're only the third person to say that joke today. Zach Icon Littner said, "Happy birthday, Chopper Pete." <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Spike Mike Gaming said, listening live for the first time in a long time. A lovely time with the Chandy. Is that going to be our thing? Chandy? Or Chopper Andy. It's like a Shandy. Could it be Candy? Candy is better Mm. because we're so sweet. Mm. That was bad. Uh, Kevin uh, says, can anybody tell Andy that Liverpool is struggling to beat the last team in the league? Also, I was wondering why it took Roman forever to help Kofi. They, Liverpool won 2-0. I don't, I don't see why that's a struggle. I mean, that's... that's How two... do you know they won 2-0? You've been checking the scores while we've been streaming, Datsun. No, I get notifications. They pop up in the corner. So, yes, you've been checking the scores while we've been streaming. Technically not, because I would have had to go to another site, but... That, that doesn't mean... Anyway, let's not talk about football. <laughs> anyway, yes, why did it take Roman forever to help Kofi? Because he quite clearly had no problem dispatching of yeah. the guards. He'd been there for a long time. He'd been there all night. He was literally waiting there. It's like, no, not now. Not now. I'll wait for the perfect time. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the handcuffs. Wait, 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 wait. Now he's in the position I was in last week. Now's the time. Let's go. The real reason is because uh, they had to fill two hours. Yeah, totally. Uh, Zach Icon Lintner said, of course Datsun is a Slytherin. Evil man you are. Now, that's a negative stereotype. Not all Slytherins are bad people. They're just... Snape's good. Snape, wow. Snape's a bit of a... He's not very nice, but he's got good intentions overall. Malfoy, he's not all bad. He's not evil. Malfoy gets manipulated a lot. And totally. he turns out all right. Yeah. Um, they're just cunning. Thought you were going to say you something know? else then. Um, Sean said, Chopper without a beanie and Randy Andy Datsun keep up with the good work on YouTube and website, lads. Thank you very much. Just, also, just keep no hat on. I totally forgot to wear my beanie today. Mm. It was legit. I just forgot to wear it. I started walking out, and about you know five minutes away from my my flat, as I was walking, I was like, "My head's really cold." It's lucky. You Why got is that? Head of head, keep you warm. Anyway, 
Uh, last minute super chat here from Eric Bardouche, who said, uh, don't forget the possibility of Brock versus Roman at Mania for the WWE title. I feel like Roman would get booed again, uh, would get booed against The Fiend. He'd get booed against Lesnar, probably. Um, yeah, I really I, don't want him to do Lesnar again. They'd have to do a, a draft. They'd have to do and a switch. And I think even they have learned that that match doesn't work as the main event. Because if, if, if that was They've a match, it, five times it would now. be the main event. Yeah. Um, and it would just be the worst. And, uh, yeah, I would much rather see Roman Fiend and Brock against someone else mm-hmm. than Brock Roman again. Yes. Right, I've got another email here mm. from Geo, who has emailed in also about the In My Veins Randy Orton stuff. Right, but it's okay. not a, he's done a completely different interpretation of what it means okay. rather than the merchandise. So, hi, Pete and Dave. Close enough. My dad's best friend is called Dave. So, it's pretty much the same thing. Your dad's best friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, first, I believe I cracked the In My Veins thing of Randy Orton. I hope this would be cathartic for the friend Dave. Well, hope he's listening. Uh, I believe it has to be with the fact of Randy being a third-generation wrestler. Therefore, wrestling is in his veins. But who knows? Also, just a quick update about my new job. Uh, it's been great, and I'm feeling right where I should be. I'm back on track with my losing weight goal, and hopefully by the time you read this, I'll already be a pledge hammer. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Gio. Well, um, well done on losing weight. Yes. And being in the job you like. Exactly. That's always and good. I like that as an interpretation, but I don't. I think it is the Viper thing. I totally think, yeah. It's more because the, of the, the, merch. the venom got, in my veins. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's got Cowboy Bob Orton and things like that. Mm. But I think that would be a weird way to talk about your dad. Totally. Like, oh, yeah, you you look... you you. You remind me so much of your father. And you just go, it's in my veins. It's in my veins. Yeah, it's weird. Um, with the year coming to an end, just want to thank you guys, the whole crowd at WrestleTalk and the SWAF Nation for being such an awesome community. And I hope we become a bigger and I hope we become bigger and stronger in the years to come. Lastly, a question and a joke. Why does everyone relate fish and chips with you British? Is it like tacos for Mexico? Yeah, it's kind of a it's a British thing, isn't it? Fish and chips. Yeah, it's a thing you generally get at the seaside. I, totally. I would I would say tacos. I guess yeah, I guess it sort of is. But I think sort of bangers and mash. I I would think the yeah. taco equivalent is like tea, afternoon tea. Because sure, that's, that's yeah, the yeah, of, yeah. That's the the standard bearer of food that we have here: <laughs> scones and tea, or scones. Scones. Um. But on, on the on the subject of him thanking us, I would I would just like to thank everyone who gave me such a warm welcome last week. It was very nice because obviously it was a very last minute sort of thing that that Ollie realised that everyone was on holiday. Yeah, I mean um, I'd I'm the guy who does the scheduling for the office, mm. right? To peel back the curtain a little bit, and I'd scheduled this in a long time ago because I said there's a I ne- I still have like nine days of holiday to take, and we're getting to December. Mm. Can I take this week off? I figured out a way where we can still do all the videos that everyone needs to do and I can take my week off. Mm. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. So I took my week off and I said, by the way, Dave is also going to be away for that weekend because he's going to be in America. They were like, that's fine. We'll work it out. And I said, cool. I'm going to move these people around here. Luke can have this day off. Ollie can have this day off. They can both come in on Saturday. Ollie and Luke can do the Saturday show. Everybody's happy. And then apparently while I was away, Luke was like, no, nah, I can't do that. Even though that had been scheduled for like weeks in advance. We watch so much WWE that we basically just make up the uh, the plans 
in the week prior. But <laughs> no, you go, I just, yeah. I got, I got the text from Molly, and obviously I, I made, I made the effort to come along, and it was, it was very rewarding. I, I was very thankful for everyone who was so, uh, so nice to me and, and sent me nice tweets and, and commented. There was one guy who called me a geek, mm-hmm. and then I said that he was mean, and then he immediately backtracked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, He's like, I wasn't trying to be mean. I'm sorry. Um, Amazing. But I still, I'm still thankful to him for uh, for noticing that I am. Yeah. Because um, you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as you'll see, I'm wearing a, a Harry Potter Christmas jumper. That's true. Um, but what's the what's the joke? The joke is, why is a restless sex life boring? Because they always have to be over. Yeah. Because mm. it's got to be over. So it's always short. It's got to be over in wrestling. It'd be popular. See, I was I like the uh, what's a oh no what was it like steady now. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you start thinking of jokes, I instantly just go, hang on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> See, the, I the, got the, it. The punchline is no holes barred. Um, no holes barred. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. You yeah. Very yeah. Much. That's, that's that's a very good one. So you can imagine you can just make up your own joke, but there's the punchline. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to delve into that one. We're going to get into a different email here from Sam Smith, not that one, um, who says, hi, Pete and Dave, just Dave. Close enough. Um, see, we were talking about this earlier, actually. Mm. And he said, can we please now refer to Shorty G and Mustafa Ali as their tag team name? Nobody is calling them Ali G, which yeah. we have called them that see, several times. I thought I was being... Because I... Uh, because my job up to now has generally involved me having to get up early and things, I, I don't generally watch SmackDown Live. I, I watch mm-hmm. the, the highlights, sort of extended highlights. And so I don't run, I often don't listen to commentary. So I've, I've, I just thought that I was being incredibly clever by mm-hmm. going, hey, Pete. <laughs> yeah, earlier today when you were watching this, SmackDown. Uh, this team is. Surely it should be called Ali G, and he's like, "Yeah, that's been going on for like months now." Yeah, literally, oh. they've been tagging since like the Saudi Crown Jewel yeah. for Team Hogan, and mm. then everyone started calling them Ali G. You heard it here first. You didn't. Yeah, you've heard it here. Well, you did hear it on the WrestleTop podcast first, but like a month ago or yeah. more. Um, but then, but then trendsetters. <laughs> that's what we are. Sam Smith then says, "I don't know how or why nobody has thought of this yet." We have. Uh, keep up the consistently bang average content. Mm. Wrestle Talk's resident doctor, Sam Smith. Doctor? Yeah. Hell yeah. We've got a doctor listening to us. I'm sure we've got... I wonder what the most interesting profession... See, we've got a, a, a really cool one, actually, was that uh, Matthew Perry that emailed in earlier. Mm. He's emailed in, emails in most of the time, actually, most weeks when I'm doing the SmackDown stuff. He's in the U.S. military. And he was saying, oh, what part of my thing is I'm going to be going out to Europe, into Poland. And just so you guys know, I listened to you while I was on top of a tank. I was like, oh, my God, wow. that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Right? Yeah. Super cool. So I think he was I listened lieutenant. To, uh, I listened to people in my Vauxhall Corsa, which is, which is basically a pretty, tank. pretty similar. Yeah. Have you got any, uh, have you got any Pokemon-based emails? And by the way... If I've got no more emails, if mate, you don't want to, uh, If you don't want to talk about... Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon. You can email me other things at Andy at WrestleTalk.com and I'm sure I can I can change the subject from Absolutely I'm sure not. D and D has been a large part of the uh, conversation for the last few weeks. It absolutely has, yes. Mm. Um and people I've love it. Never play, I've never played I've played a very basic version when I was about sort of twelve. Um Harry Potter is a is a thing you can email me about. Pete, 
Pete yeah. likes Harry Potter as well. I've got so a tattoo of a dark mark on my arm. More welcome so, to yeah. um, sending a Harry Potter crap gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Read that out. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of... I've just never really... I've always wanted to... Do, um, mm-hmm. Remember, you tried to teach me Dungeons & Dragons I did. briefly. Yeah, I did. But having sort of having ADHD makes it quite a difficult game to play because you really have to concentrate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not something I'm good at. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got my, I, I bought myself a to-do list about three months ago because I was so bad at doing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, as you've, you've probably seen it in the office. I oh, have, totally. I yeah. have a long list of things and I just try and do one at a time because otherwise I just sit there for an hour going, oh, I need to do these eight things within 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and let, let me start Dragons. on this one thing and yeah, then yeah. flip to the other thing then flip exactly. to this other thing um, yeah. so Dungeons and Dragons wouldn't have worked with me I, I'd happily watch it and I really like listening to you and Laurie and Simon and Luke sort of talk about it mm. as Ollie and I kind of gawp at you all smiling <laughs> at the pub <laughs> while you're talking about how the you're I don't know what are you what's your main character my main character what's your I'm, I'm a halfling rogue your your halfling rogue is that the rogue thing on your that's arm that's the rogue symbol yeah. that I got tattooed recently yes mm. I, was, I was telling my lady partner you got a new tattoo because she, mm. she's pre- she's pressuring me into getting a new one Ooh. Um, my mum would hate it if I did oh totally my parents hate tattoos mm. so much so I'm really it, looking forward to going visiting them at me, Christmas it took, it took me two years to show my mum that I had a tattoo <laughs> I in fa- I, I lived at home I lived with them for nine months whilst I had a tattoo on my forearm. Yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't know. know. Because every time I had a shower, I just walked out clothed with a mm-hmm. towel on my arm. Yeah. Or yeah. with one arm in a jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she didn't see my forearm for almost a year. That's pretty incredible. No, two years. Honestly. Two years. That's quite the record, actually. Yeah. I was quite proud see, of myself. See, I did completely the opposite. As soon as I got my first one, which was the, the dark mark on my arm, mm. took a picture of it, put it on Facebook and tagged my mum and just being like, don't kill me. <laughs> in the, this is boring, isn't it? In the books, the dark mark's red. Is it? Yeah, it's burned red into his arm. Uh yeah, I guess that makes but sense. But it, it goes black when when he touches it, right? Yeah, 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 but yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. Normally, it's red. It's red. Yeah. See, I've gone with kind of not necessarily the film's adaptation of it mm. because my one's a bit bigger. It's hard to go with the, the film book one. adaptation because you only see the film one. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I've gone with the film adaptation, but bigger. And mm. obviously mine doesn't move, which, yeah. you know, it's hard to get a moving tattoo. <laughs> that would be fantastic <laughs> if you did that. We'd get some AR on there. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, it's probably time to... Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah that is all we've got time for on this week's episode of the Rest of Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we're going to be back on Monday. Me and Laurie are going to be back on Monday doing the TLC review. And Ollie and Luke are going to be doing live reactions to TLC tomorrow over on our YouTube channel. Speaking of Luke, happy birthday, Luke. Happy birthday, Luke. Luke's 30-something's birthday. Oh, I don't know how old he is. He, I lose track he, of everyone's between age. Between 30 and 35. Yeah. he looks great. Yeah, he does. We love you, Luke. Happy birthday, etc. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. Love you all. Goodbye. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.